everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is season one, episode five of Scary Stories Podcast. The first story is called The Wendigo. I'm hungry. I don't usually wake up hungry. Usually I post sleep panic grip my stomach and doesn't let go for two to three hours. But if I was drinking like before, even if it was a little bit, I don't want to my breakfast. Today was different. I got out of bed, drank to the fridge with some eggs. I know I had them, but maybe Frankie made off with a few. After slithering from the bottom drawer, I cooked them. I didn't even work, have any work, work, so I had time. Last night, Frankie and I went out for dinner for our six-month anniversary. I was taking her out for the Thai restaurant we love, but she suggested a new one. It's not really Thai boomers, I think. She said over the phone, it opened up one Milton Avenue near the Chase. There's nothing really busy area though, is it? No, but it's quite quiet and romantic. I could picture her half small and see as she said it. Alright, sure, I'll come by at look at the clock. Seven. Seven thirty I got I gotta get the gum out of Mountain for before a shower. The restaurant was hidden near, nearly between a nail studio and a bright pink all-waking closed Julius jelly. The building was thin for four-story block without a single light on it. I looked at Frankie. This down here, she said. Somehow, experience led me down the set a narrow step stairs on the left side of the building, over which the word full chop were written. How you know that? I asked. Megan's the one who told me about it. She came here last night with Rod. The restaurant itself was warm, comfortable, soft lights hung on the walls. The floor was cushioned with the maroon carpet. Fish tank stood up there between the serious two person table. The waitress hurried out from her kits from the kitchen. Oh, welcome, sir, madam. Welcome to Full Chop. Please sit. He insured us to the nearest table. To drink, you both must be thirsty. You must be hungry, please. He pushed the menu into our hands. Water was fine for me, I said. I looking at Frankie. Two waters. I scanned the menu at the waitress, buffling the guy a real go-getter. I smiled. Shut up, she laughed. Serious, don't embrace me anywhere. The, wa- the waiter rushed back with two glasses. To eat, sir, madam? I scanned the menu. Oh, I don't really... What do you suggest? Ah, uh, sir, well, we must try the margarine natural dish. So tendered rice with fish soup, onions, garlic, lemongrass, served with minced pork, sir. He smiled. His tongue flicked out against the upper lip. Sure, yes, I have that, I said. Great throat, Frankie said without missing a beat. He whipped them, whipped the menus from our hands. Excellent, he said loudly, and hurried back to the kitchen. A coincidence, I eyed the slips from my glass. It's a salad with ginger and beans. I had it once. It, I loved it. It wasn't high, but it wasn't bad. The pork definitely had 
a weird bitterness to it, but with enough soy sauce, it was unnoticeable. Not bad, huh? Frankie said with a mouth, mouth to stare. Excellent, it wasn't not bad. There's bad and there was not. Come on, it was alright at least. We should have gone to Sir Ty. It was fine, shut up. I only had four eggs left this morning. Four was all I could find. When I was cooking them, my stomach growled and turned to a pin. It hurts. I ate up four in my under three minutes. I shredded shattered cheese all over them. I threw peppers and onions and olives. I inhaled them. Threw the napkin down and um, but it was I was so hungry. But that didn't make any sense. I shouldn't be at this point. I'm filling it all up now. I looked down at my plate and the tiny flakes of eggs corner table. Maybe if I scrap those and those weren't enough. I headed to the couch to let myself digest. Maybe it was to hit my stomach. Just give it some time. Still hungry. They... Then I feel full enough to put my back back to bed. I waited, waited. My stomach growled. Three hours later, the fridge was empty. Greasy Tupperware laid on the floor. The floor was burnt mucks clinking the ranks of the stove. I ate every slice of the cheese meatball, judged chocolate, ice cream, whole tomatoes, leftover steaks, frozen burgers. I pulled down a tin of lasagna, so I had to flip it spaghetti all over the floor. I scooped it up with my hand and shoved it into my mouth like a animal, but I was still hungry. I stumbled into the bathroom, weak from hunger. Dripping the sink, I looked in the mirror. Somebody had taken my face and was wearing it as a mask. My cheeks hung off the bones. The bag under my bags under my eyes had gone from light purple to pitch black. My pupils were pickling eyeball bloodshots. I was bleached white except for the red and brown sticks all over my mouth from the past and stick sauce. And my hair was it thinning. I licked them, then my stomach growled again and I was drooling. Hello, it was Frankie. Before I could swing the bathroom door shut, she was there. You know you left the door open. It would. I want to hack up into the pieces I could probably. She had come around the corner. She dropped the plastic supermarket bag and brought her hands to her mouth. My good, what happened? I don't, don't know. I said, I'm so, so... I'm starving. She looked back over the kitchen and overturned cans and leaked on the floor, food on the floor, the cameras on the floor, and the drawers ripped out of the fridge. You ate that all? Yes, well, I don't know. Maybe it's... This was the opposite of food poisoning. She sent back. You might have to go to see a doctor. But I had remembered something. I remember that the dinner we had last night, the food, something was, was not right about the food, the pork. Uh, at the thought of the pork, I started sublimation. Split filled my mouth. Uh, ran down 
my chin and onto my shirt. What the? I'm not even joking. I'm calling 911. What? Megan, what's Megan's address? I, what? She stamped Megan, I wore her fingers carrying my stomach. She went there to pull chop. I need her address. I'm dying. I didn't even realize how close I had gotten to her. She backed against the counter. Her fingers gripped the edge. I could see the green iris in her eyes. Could she see her cheeks? Her delicious cheeks. I don't, um... She closed her eyes, trying to remember. I stepped forward towards her. Look at those cheeks puffy in out of her healthy front. If, if I could taste, just taste. One, six, six. Woven road, she spotted open her eyes. She screamed when I saw my push my head on her chest and squinted out of the apartment. I sprinted for miles to Meg's apartment. I burst into the lobby, scanning the list of cosplay and ran up the stairs floor at time floor. Megan, I fell and pounded the door. Megan, open up. It had swung open at first. I grabbed my arms and hit me. It carried a sick sweat order, stained with water, as we had killed Goblet's bag again. Megan? No answer. I stepped into the apartment, all the lights were on. Megan, I walked towards the hall and past the kitchen. Covering the mouth, her fridge hung open, empty. It was cognitive, scattered all over the, every service. Butter and packets, turkey, bacon, yogurt, apparently flint in the walls. Hands on the stove, chicken and rice sitting in layers, cold oil. The floor was covered in milk and meat, onions and dressing and broken eggs and blood from the roast chicken but that was a lot of blood and anyway too dark for beef megan megan i know you're here let's go come all come out and tell me what happened but i had turned to the corner to the living room when i registered what i saw i half screamed and fell backwards if i haven't fell trans Surely, she would have knocked me down. Megan was kneeling in the middle on a carpet, stretched with blood, flies, numbering in hundreds, covered in the floor, the walls and TVs everywhere. The, there was blood left near the window sizzled, and dried blood stuck on it. Rod was on the couch to the right, his face down, his head torn nearly off hanging off the side of the couch but a flap of skin his back was open like someone had put a shovel in and popped out popped it both directions i could see right into the cavities it was empty except for maybe a piece of his lungs his intestines were clumped on the floor one long strand still running back inside him Upper cord, his covers flow down the bond. Mugget pulled the head of the shredded meat in his thigh. The head started outside down. I was lipless, things grinned over my floor. Hmm, I shook 
M Megan, what what did you you do? She wasn't listening. She ripped a thick hunk of meat in her hand, eating it heavily. Got her sound. I crawled over M Megan. Answer me, please. I touched her shoulder. I a claw had few fingers hooked into the space. Uh, Megan. It's us, she shrieked, whipping around onto the floors. Her face was gotten hollow white. It's us, she was grinning, slipping a rod having from her teeth. She wheezed and laughed, her pupils fixed on mine. Nothing to eat but people, nothing else will do. She laughed again while the blood or mucus rattling in her throat. I couldn't answer. I was backing away on all fours, scrambling to get away. My eyes looked right into hers. There was a dead animal looking there. My gaze trailed downwards. Her cheeks were, were but still meat on them. Be pretty good. I stopped thinking. I only watched. Watched myself stand over her. Watched her dive at the hunched body watched myself pin her to the ground I felt my mouth open and my teeth sink into the side of her face closing teeth turned her heart blood flowing down the throat she cried out grabbing at my hands my arms I couldn't have noticed a tender warm comfort flower mouth forward as I swallowed my stomach churned it's appreciated I took another bite. This time I found my way down to her throat. Out of the corner of my eyes, I could see her motion hole. I laughed. As I pulled back, I felt tenderness pop, muscles tender. Tears, hot, sticky blood soaked my face. My eyes showered down over me, and I swallowed a whole laughter, giggling my feeling of my real food. Sam was like healing meat. I heard Megan Gerd's out of the hole in the throat. I looked up, closed my eyes, and breathed in deep, letting up. Finished my room, blood into my lungs. Felt my stomach started working and shrinking blow again over me. It, I fell back next to Megan, whose was fingering the hole in her throat, keeping her mouth hanging open. My heartbeat slowed. I felt a soft glowing behind my closed eyelids. I laid there for what could have been years. I felt like my little mind lift has been letting out the glorious moment. This only feeling of release, like a curse that has been suddenly drained. I felt like I could die right now, right now, happy. But the glow got dinner. The lights started to fade rapidly. The happiness was leaving me. My breath was becoming shorter. I sat up, seeing the room bathed in blood and the two corpses lying there. I felt something rigorous and 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 I'm hungry. Well, that is so creepy right there. Okay, so I have one more story for you guys and then I have some two, two things to tell you guys. Next story says they are coming, they're already here. I hope you enjoy the story. They're not coming, they're already here. 
That's all the email said. No subject, no name, and the email account was clearly a junk or thrown in account. Link to AOL Mail. At first, I laughed at this ridiculous serious message, not paying it too much thought. I used to sign up for a sorts of stupid conspiracy slash UFO magazines and online subscriptions when I was younger. I figured it was just a spam mail or trying to get people to go to the website or something like that. But then I remembered that there was no URL link to anything, only to those six anonymous words. I remember thinking that it was some sort of marketing and gimmick, that whoever was running this department was doing a terrible job. Just as I finished the phone, I heard my phone ding. It was another email from the same person. This time, all it said was, don't act any different or say anything. They will know. At this point, I began to feel a little creeped out. I still didn't know what the person was talking about or if they even meant to send the scripted messages to me. All I knew that I was scared. I replied that I think you had the wrong person. Please don't email me again. Foolishly, I felt that would resolve my issue. It didn't. Five minutes later, I received another email with my full name, their birth, and apartment number. At first, I thought this perhaps was a cruel prank from some friend of mine were playing on me, but even they wouldn't take a joke this far. Finally, I decided enough was enough. I wasn't going to let some random person get under my skin like this, so I blocked the sender email, and surely I thought that would put a stop to this nonsense, but once again, I was wrong. I received another email from a different account. Same thing as before. No subject, no name, just another forbidden message. Whatever you do, don't look outside. As soon as I read that last word, I heard a loud pop outside my apartment, and just as the power went out, I thought the sound may have just been the generator or something, but then a blinding blue light became pulsing outside. As curious as I was about the source of light and noise, I couldn't stop thinking about the last email. Whatever you do, do not look outside. Could this really be... Could this really be the coincidence, or is the person sending me these emails know something that I didn't? Either way, I was too afraid to look outside. As curious as it was uh, about the source, the, la- the noise, I couldn't stop thinking about the email. <sighs> the pulsing light began to scan up and down my apartment building. I instantly ducked under my window, afraid that whatever the light was, they might ruin my location. Then the light just disappeared. At the moment the power came back on, I stood up and slowly drew back the curtains. Nothing looked abnormal. The parking lot was still and quiet as on most nights. I saw a man nervously walking his dog, and as nothing just happened, I felt silly for getting so worked up and scared over nothing. Then my phone dinged again. This time, all it said was, I told you not to look outside. now they know oh my god at this point i knew that someone had to be watching me there was no other way to explain how they knew that i had disobeyed the previous message i looked outside the window again and saw the same man with his dog except they weren't walking anymore they were standing still looking straight at my apartment both of them with their mouths agape i quickly closed my curtains and grabbed my phone this was too much for me. Without thinking, I dialed 911 and waited seven minutes before the operator answered. 911, what's your emergency? I immediately began trying to explain every single thing that's been going on for the last hour or so. 
from the emails to the changeable life to the man and his dog, I suddenly realized I sounded like a schizophrenic with all the incoherent rambling. I had just began to slow down and pause to the operator when a piercing high pitched sound took over the call. The sound was so intense I couldn't even leave my phone by my ear. Just as I ended the call, another email popped up. There has no hope resisting now, it read. You're just another one we've lost. I grabbed a duffel bag and began stuffing with all my company's clothes and onions I could hold. There was no way I was going to stay and hold up in my apartment for a second longer. I preferred to stay a few nights in a hotel, even in my car if necessary, until I had something concrete figured out. I swung my frontal open and found a dozen people surrounding the man and his dog, all with the staring at me, mouth again. I heard uh, the same printing noise and it occurred to me that the sound was actually emitting from the open house. I stared at to make me run to my car. When they were instantly, they threw their arms up, pointing at me while slowly walking my direction. There was no, there were too many of them and my car was too far away. I swinged back to my apartment and boarded up the door and windows. It's been three days now and I still haven't left my apartment. And every time I try to call someone, I'm bombarded with the same high-pitched tone. I'm at loss for what to do at this point, giving up and submitting them to the last thing I want to do. But it's starting to seem like the only option. I'm not sure how much longer I have before they break me, but there's still hope for you. Oh my god, that is such a creepy story if I do say so myself. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Creepy Cassie, her podcast, her story reviews. So at my podcast, just go check out her podcast, it's really good. And also I have an announcement. I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel called Scary Stories. It's based on a podcast, so you can check it out. It'll have stories I have read, or stories I'm going to read. You never know what stories are going to be on there. So please check it out. Posting my first video there tomorrow. And I'm posting a trailer today. So hopefully you enjoyed that. And that's another podcast. So I hope you have a good day and sweet dreams or nightmares.